You're listening to the Womanifester Podcast, your place for spiritual, emotional, and mental healing, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Katie J. All right, welcome back to the Womanifester Podcast. I'm your host, Katie J, and today we have a very special guest. We have my good friend, Ashley. Ashley has combined her human design expertise with her love of online business and her desire to give women like you the power to change their lives and the lives of everyone around them. She shares her work through one-on-one chart readings, online workshops, and daily free inspirational content on Instagram. You can find her on Instagram at Human Design with Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I am really excited to have you. Something else that I wanted the audience to know is that Ashley and I did a yoga teacher training together back in 2015. That's actually how we originally met. And that yoga teacher training really changed everything for me. I mean, it was when I had my first spiritual awakening, as I call it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if that training did anything like that in your life as well. Yeah, it's funny. I saw your post about that a while ago. And I was like, I was there in the room when that happened for you. So that's amazing. Yeah, I think for me, it was just the the confirmation that being in tune with my body and listening to it is such a powerful tool, no matter what you're doing and how you're showing up in the world. And we'll probably get into this, but like, I didn't find human design until like three years later, but it's such a, a beautiful compliment to everything that we learned in our yoga teacher training. So it's no, it's no surprise to me that we're here having this conversation now. Yeah, exactly. Almost five years later. It's crazy. (laughs) So tell me more about you and how you found human design and what it's done in your life since finding it. Okay. So the short version of the long story is I have a master's degree in psychological counseling. I went to school to learn to become a therapist and I did that for a few years. And got really burnt out really fast just hearing those stories from people all day, every day. So I decided to start a life coaching business and um, still wanted to work with people one-on-one and help them improve their lives, but in a more spiritual way and in a more like positive focus versus talking about like trauma and pain all of the time. So I started a coaching business in about 2012 and built that up online, which is where my my passion and love for online business started and grew that business until about, it was actually 2015. When we were in yoga teacher training, I decided to close down my coaching business, but move into a supportive role for coaches and as their online business manager. So I'd been doing that since 2015, but was feeling this like rumbling of there's more to this. Like I want to be doing more. I meant for more in my life, but I wasn't sure what that was. And in December of 2018, one of my friends messaged me on Instagram, which is how we all communicate these days. And she said, are you a projector like me? And I got her message. I was like, I have no idea what that means. So I Googled it and 
found human design and entered in my birth information, pulled up my chart and I was a projector. And so I showed it to her and she's like, oh, it makes so much sense. And she gave me some podcasts to listen to. And immediately I felt so validated. I felt so seen. It was like everything made sense in my life. And so I just fell down this human design rabbit hole and started learning as much as I could. And I would say within like two to three months later, I was reading charts for people and I started my human design Instagram account and just started teaching as I was learning um, because everyone's chart that I read, they're like, this is so true. How do you know these things about me? And like, I don't know, but human design is just the most like magical tool. So now I've started this human design business, sharing this with people and using it to help them improve their relationships and their careers and their businesses. And really any way you want to use it, you can apply the knowledge of human design. And what is it exactly? Yeah, that's the big question because (laughs) (laughs) um, if you pull up your chart, which if you want your chart, I recommend going to jovianarchive.com. It's J-O-V-I-A-N archive.com. And you have to put in your birth information and it pulls up this chart that looks really crazy. (laughs) And you're like, what is this? So it's basically a synthesis of some ancient sciences and modern sciences. So it combines astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, and the chakra system. And then it also uses genetics and biochemistry and quantum physics, which are the more modern sciences. So it melds all of these things together to create what we call an energetic blueprint of who you were designed to be, what your soul came here to do, and how you're meant to show up and interact with people. Whoa, that's pretty awesome. So how can somebody use this to their benefit in the manifestation process? I know that you've mentioned before that it helps you get into alignment. Mm-hmm. Is that the main role that it would play in the manifestation process? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that it can help you. I mean, once you understand the the basics of your chart, you can really see, okay, how am I showing up in alignment with my design and how am I not? Where have I been conditioned? Where have I taken on these limiting beliefs or these structures from society that don't actually fit with my design? And you can start peeling back those layers. So really the, the first place I would start is figuring out your energy type within human design. And when you pull up your chart, it will tell you exactly what that is. You're going to be one of five types. And your type is really, it's like your aura. It's the type of energy that you put out. It's how people perceive you and how you can best interact with them. So that's the first step. And then once you get into alignment with that, you start operating according to that. Everything's going to start flowing so much easier. So do you want to go into the five types and kind of how those show up for people? Yes, I do. And I have some some questions when you're done with that too. (laughs) Okay. So there's five types. The first type is what we call a manifester. They're not the only type that can manifest, but manifestors make up about 8% of the population. And they are the people who are here to initiate things, to get things started. So I think of them as like the trailblazers, the movement starters. They like light the match of whatever is going to happen in the world. And then the rest of us come in and kind of support them in making that happen. So a really famous uh, yet kind of horrible example of this is Hitler. So Adolf Hitler was a manifester. And as you can see, he like started this huge movement that changed the course of history, right? So manifestors are one type of energy and their aura is going to be 
what we call um, closed or even repelling. Like it pushes energy outward because they are meant to initiate and kind of change the course of things, right? So for a manifester, it's really about trusting your instincts. And there's other pieces of your chart that will tell you how to do that or what that looks like. But trusting that and following that and initiating where you you feel called to versus people pleasing and versus playing small because you don't want to upset anyone. So manifestors, if you meet one, it's usually like you're going to love them or hate them because they have such an intense energy field or aura about them. But they are really the ones who are here to to initiate and get things started for the rest of us. The next type is what we would call a generator. And generators make up about 30 to 35% of the population. And generators are like the worker bees. They are the builders. They are the doers. And if a generator is in alignment, they can work like 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day, right? They're like Bob the Builder. (laughs) I don't know why that just came to mind. But they have consistent life force energy flowing within them. Now, a generator sometimes wants to act as a manifester and initiate, but really what they're here to do is to respond to life as it happens to them. So I think of it as like um, a waiter at a wedding bringing around the tray of appetizers and you just get to pick and choose. Like, yes, I want to try this. No, that doesn't appeal to me. Yes, I'll have some of this. So it's uh, responding to whatever's presented in front of you with a gut response. So tuning into that gut yes or no, that uh-huh or uh-uh that you have. And the more you can tune into that as a generator, the more in alignment you're going to be versus trying to initiate like a manifester. Hello, beautiful soul, Katie J here. I'm briefly interrupting this amazing episode to invite you to connect with me on IG. Through Instagram, I share weekly trainings, community and client highlights, and host monthly new moon ceremonies to help you realign with and manifest your goals with ease. Follow me on IG at Womanifester. That's W-O-M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-E-R. I love connecting with like-minded women manifesting their best lives. Okay, let's get back to the episode. When it comes okay. to like identifying, like, are you able to identify people like, as you're kind of going through this? I'm imagining people in my life who are fitting into these. Mm-hmm. Um, are, have you gotten to the point where you're so you've kind of seen enough charts and enough people that you can kind of know which category they fit into? Or do you feel like, no, 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 I definitely need to run their charts in, in order to you can usually tell. Um, I think it depends on how aligned they are versus how conditioned they are. Because mm. what tends to happen is, uh, like, for example, I'm a projector, and projectors really want to act as the type that is called manifesting generator. And manifesting generators really want to act like manifestors. So we take on these roles that we think will fit us better, but aren't actually how we're designed. So sometimes it can be hard to tell, but usually when you, when I read somebody's chart to them, they're like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like, yes, everything you're saying is true. Mm, okay. So, so that brings us to the third type, which is manifesting generator. And they are a combination 
of the first two types, so the manifester and the generator. And similar to the generator, a manifesting generator has tons of energy. Um, these people are the really sparkly, energetic, magnetic people. Like you're just drawn to them. You want to be around them and soak up their energy. Um, I think of them as like the the popular kid in school or the um, the friend who has like all of the friends and is super extroverted. Like this is who I desire to be, but I am not. <laughs> um, so most of us can spot manifesting generators pretty easily just because they're so magnetic. Um, but, so manifesting generators tend to have their hands in lots of different pots. They're always super busy. They have lots of varied interests. But again, like a generator, they're meant to respond to that gut response of yes or no. Um, so it's really, really tricky for a, gener or a manifesting generator to not fall into the trap of acting like a manifester and initiating things without waiting for their gut response first. Um, so that can be the challenge for them. Um, the next type is a projector, which is what I am and what Katie is, Woo which is awesome because we are only 20% of the population. Like most of the world is a generator or manifesting generator, like, because they are the ones who are here to hustle, who are here to work, who are here to like put in the, the efforting projectors are not here to do that. So no, we are not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I keep going because I'm just loving everything you're saying. About it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my favorite analogy for this is that um, it's like a forest and the generators and manifesting generators and sometimes manifestors are like the, the bears and the deer and the wolves running around on the ground of the forest and projectors are the birds up in the trees, like watching everything. So projectors tend to have a higher viewpoint of the world. We can see how things work really easily. We are here to be the guides um, and kind of like the managers directing people and being like, oh, well, if you did things this way, it'd be much more efficient or do things this way. It'll be so much easier for you. Um, so we we're here to guide people. We are not here to be down on the forest floor running around with all the other animals, even though we want to and like, a bird could go down there and run around with the, the bear for a second, but it's not going to be the same. Like the bird's going to get trampled at some point or run out of energy. So um, it can be really, really validating for a projector to know that and be like, oh yeah, I've tried to be a bear my entire life and it has not worked and I am so burnt out. It's because you're out of alignment. Yeah. I resonate with that. I've definitely been the bird that's on the forest floor, like hanging out. I'm like, this does not feel right to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so projectors have what we call like, um, a very deep focused in even like penetrating aura. like we can see very deeply into other people. We love like the deep conversations, like tell me your deepest, darkest secrets, all your hopes and dreams. What are your fears? Like, let's get into it. Um, and we also, we can be a little bit like bossy or know-it-all, right? Because we have this higher viewpoint of the world and we just want to help people, right? So projectors are here to wait to be recognized by other people, to wait for your brilliance to be seen, and then for someone to invite you to share your wisdom with them. Because okay. otherwise you do come across as like, I know it all. Yes. So can we talk about that for a second? Because yes. I, when I learned that 
that my strategy or uh, maybe I'm, maybe strategy is not the right word, but um, that I'm supposed to wait for the invitation. Mm-hmm. When I started to think about that in relation to my business, I was like, so does that mean that I'm supposed to just keep showing up, keep serving, keep providing Mm-hmm. content and resources and love and energy to my ideal client and then they're going to invite me to work with them. Mhm. Exactly. So waiting doesn't mean that you're not doing anything, right? Especially if you're a business owner. So I think of it as like you are a lighthouse like just shining your light out there and the right boats are going to come in and be attracted to you. Mm. Or I had a client today actually we were talking about the lighthouse analogy and she's like I see it like Lucy and Charlie Brown, who like has her little stall set up and it's like the doctor is in and the people are going to come to you and ask you for your advice if they want it. It's just not your job to go out and like force it upon them. Right. Which is funny because I've always had an issue with evangelism and like going out and like preaching to to people. Like I would Mm -hmm. much rather just, like you said, be the lighthouse and just I'm just going to be talking about this. And if you like want to know more then exactly come on over. Yeah. So the manifestors are the people who can do the cold calling, who can like go out and just like start a conversation. Not that we Mm. can't start conversations, but right. They are the evangelists. They are the cold callers, right? They can just insert themselves into a situation, but for projectors, that's, that's completely a a wrong strategy for us. So do you, as a projector, feel like you work better or are attracted to, or like, is there a compatibility um, element to, to these different, what's the word? It's not categories. Types. Types. Thank you. Um, I tend to be drawn toward manifesting generators the most, but Mm. there's not like any combination that's better or worse. I think it really is just about knowing how they work with each other and understanding that. So they're like in an ideal world, we would all work together. That's the point of it, right? So the manifestors have this idea, the creative spark, they get it started. Then the manifesting generators and generators come in and do the work. They build the thing, they make it, a reality while the projectors are guiding them through that process and helping them do it more efficiently. Mm. And the last type, uh, which we haven't touched on yet is called a reflector. They are here to mirror back to us how well everything is going. So they're kind of like our, our thermometer or gauge of like, okay, well, are we on track or are we not? Because the reflector is going to like, if they're really frustrated and burnt out, then it's like, okay, something is off here because they're just showing us ourselves. So we need to adjust something. Like as a collective, they're reflecting. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And what, what percentage of the population are reflectors? They're just 1%. Whoa. So they're very rare. Yeah. I want to put everyone through this. Yes. <laughs> that, that's what happened to me too. I was like, mom, I need everybody's birth information. Then all my friends. So what is the birth location and time have to do with it? And how specific do people need to be? Because I noticed in when I use the mybodygraph.com that mm-hmm. I was looking up someone's and I couldn't put in the exact town that they were born in. It was only like, I guess, the nearest city. Yeah. So it's based off of like bigger cities. 
and as far as the time, like, of course, if you know the exact time, that's great, but it's based off of the, the placement of the stars and the planets at the moment that you're born. So depending on where they are, they might not change too much from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., or they could completely shift and it can make a whole different chart. So if you don't know what time you're born, I would at least find out if you can find, like, is it in the morning or in the evening? But you could pull up a few different charts at different times and see how much it changes because likely your type is not going to change. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you pulled up my chart, right? Yes, I did. Let's look at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, you don't have to do a full reading, but I just want to know more. Okay. So after your, your type, um, the next piece to look at, it would be your authority and your authority is how you make decisions. So your authority is splenic, which means you make decisions with your spleen, which Mm. sounds funny, but (laughs) basically that means it's your intuition and it's going to be very, uh, spontaneous and in the moment. And it's just like a knowing, um, I'm sure that you've experienced this. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, You can't always explain it. You don't always know why. And you can't always know ahead of time, right? It's kind of at the last second uh, where you just get like a hit of like, this is what I need to do. So if you have splenic authority, I always tell people like it, you need to quiet your mind and really get in tune with your body because our logical mind can very easily overrun that or need some kind of reasoning behind it. And that's just not the case. Mm. So, yeah. So there's that. The next piece I would say is um, you're wanting to look at your chart and see which of the shapes are colored in and which ones are white. So any place that's colored in, um, which you have two centers that are colored in, those in human design language, we say are defined, or those are where you have consistent energy. So you can always rely on those. You can trust that you're going to have access to that at all times. The white centers are where you don't have consistent energy, and you take on the energy of the people around you through those centers and feel it even more strongly. And then that energy can either show up in a very low expression or a very high expression. So in these white centers, you can be very, very wise, or you can be very, very conditioned, depending Mm -hmm. on the work that you've done to really like peel back those layers and get to know yourself. So I don't know how much time you want to spend on this. Like I could speak for forever (laughs) on your centers. Um, Well, okay. Two questions so far. So when it comes to this, the splenic decision-making, uh-huh. Where, what other organs or places in the body do people make decisions from? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say the splenic authority is probably maybe like 20% of the population or something. It's not, it's not a majority. So a lot of people will have their emotional center or their solar plexus as their authority. And um, once you pull up your chart, it will tell you exactly if that's the case for you or not. But If you have emotional authority, that means that you are a person who feels all of the feelings. Like you have high highs and low lows. Like you're always riding this emotional wave. So when you need to make a decision, I recommend that you sleep on it 
Mm. So ride out that wave a little bit until you're in a calm place and then you can decide because otherwise your decision is going to be influenced by that high or low. So that's a big one. Another one, people have their sacral center as their authority. And that's really going to be the gut response of the yes or no or uh-huh or uh-uh. So if that's your authority, I always say like, tell your partner or your kids or your friends to ask you yes or no questions and even ask them to yourselves. Like, do I want to wear the yellow shirt today? Do I want Italian food for dinner? Versus like, what do you want for dinner? Mm. Right? So a yes or no is going to really allow a sacral authority person to tap into that yes or no gut response, which is how they are meant to make decisions. And then there's what we call environmental authority. There's um, self-authority. There's reflectors have what we call lunar authority, which means they are meant to wait a full lunar cycle before deciding anything. So (laughs) yeah. So there's a lot of different options for your authority. It sounds like these, the different elements of human design are designed to get each individual person into their state of flow. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Mm Oh, this is so intriguing. And the other question that I had was about the, you said the energy, the centers, are those energy centers like chakras? Yeah. So in the traditional chakra system, there are seven chakras, which are like energy hubs within your body. Mm. And human design has taken that and evolved it to nine energy centers within the body. So they've added the spleen. And then they've also added what we call the G center, like the letter G. um, And that's going to be the diamond in the middle of your chart. Um, And that's the place of like the self, the sense of self, sense of identity, sense of who you are. Um, comes from that center. But the rest of the centers are very much correlated to the chakra system. So they're just uh, energy hubs within your body. Gotcha. And um, which ones did you say were of mine? Because I don't have my chart pulled up. I probably should have pulled it up before we hopped on. But which which one did you say was open to kind of the influence of others? Is that how you described it? Yeah, so those are going to be all of the white centers or white shapes within your chart. Um, So you have seven of them that are white. (laughs) So you have quite a few. Um, And I'm just going to go through them really quickly because I think it's going to be fascinating for you and for your listeners. So the very top one is the crown chakra, and that's where we take in inspiration. So from books, movies, podcasts, with our friends. And yours is completely open. So that means that you're probably inspired by everyone and everything. (laughs) The challenge here is to know what you're actually inspired by versus like your best friend is into CrossFit and then all of a sudden you're into CrossFit, but you're like, actually, I don't care about CrossFit. I just took this on because it was something that she was into, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about kind of quieting the noise around you and really getting in tune with what actually inspires you. (laughs) The the so next one. <laughs> um, the next one is the upside down triangle right under the crown, and that would be our third eye, or in human design we call it our ajna, our mind. And 
since yours is white, that means you are literally open-minded. So you can see things from all different possibilities, all different sides. Nothing's really black or white to you, which can be such a gift, right? Mm -hmm. But it also, like the low expression of this would be that you crave a sense of certainty. You have a lot of self-doubt. You can't really make a decision uh, because you see all of the options or you need a plan. You need to know what the next step is. Yes. So, yes. So how, <laughs> so how do I stop doing that? Like, how do you? Yeah. So I have both of these senders open as well. So I understand, um, especially with the Ajna, I feel like that's such a challenge for me. So for me, I've just started noticing it in my life and being like, oh, okay, that's my open Ajna center, like craving a sense of certainty right now. Hmm. And just reminding myself with an open Ajna, you are meant to be open-minded. You aren't meant to have all of the answers. You don't have to know the next step, right? So it's just kind of like holding that space for yourself and being like, there are those anxious thoughts again. Okay, <laughs> we're just going to move through them. Yes. It's like human design brings awareness to the patterns that yes. maybe were subconscious before. Because I would have never said those things about myself, but when you say them immediately, examples are coming to mind. Yeah. So, okay. So those are uh, those two energy centers. Yes. Then below that, we have our throat center. And the throat is obviously the place of communication. Um with an open throat, it means that your style of communication is able to like shift or change depending on who you're talking to or what the situation is. Like you can kind of mold it into whatever it needs to be. That's the, the very high expression of this. Like I think of like Oprah also has an open throat center, right? She's a very talented communicator and speaker. Mm -hmm. The low expression of an open throat is somebody who talks just to fill the silence um, they feel like they're not being seen or heard. So they're very attention seeking and just really overly talkative to where everyone else is like, please be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Next is the diamond in the middle. That's the G center. And again, this is a place of identity. So with an open G center, um, you might feel like you're kind of aimless or just like floating through life and not quite sure why you're here or what you're supposed to do. But again, the high expression would be that you don't have to know. You're kind of a chameleon and that you you can mold your identity based on who you're around. I find a lot of really talented actors and actresses have open G centers, right? Mm. You can just like take on different identities if necessary. You're also going to be very highly impacted by your environment. So the space you live in. Um, I mean, I see on your Instagram, you're super into nature. That's probably a big part of your open G center. Like you need your environment to make you feel good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can. And, and people are like, oh, you're from Austin. Such a cool place. I'm like, yes, it is. But it's also a city and I can't do cities anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least not yeah. right now. Yeah. I need to be near. I mean, Austin's nice because like you can be in that city and be near nature. But yeah, driving anywhere is. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, the next one you have is your heart center that's open. And the heart is the place of like ego and willpower um, follow through. So with your open heart, it might mean that you have trouble keeping promises to yourself or you don't feel like you can follow through on what you say you're going to do. Or you could become very highly competitive and feel like you have to prove yourself. You feel like 
You have to overgive. You have to overdeliver because nothing quite feels good enough for you. All of the above. Yes. That's your open heart coming into play. <laughs> um, and then we'll jump to the triangle on the right side of your chart. And this is the solar plexus. So again, if somebody has this colored in, that's automatically their authority and they are the person with all of the feelings. So with an open solar plexus, you take on the feelings of other people and feel them even more strongly. So the high expression of this would be like, you're very empathic, right? You can understand how other people are feeling. The low expression is taking those feelings and believing they're your own, like mm. not having any tools or rituals to release those emotions throughout the day. So with an open uh, solar plexus, I recommend like get some movement in to move that energy or take a shower and let that wash away the, the emotions you've taken on from people. Journaling can be great. Screaming into a pillow, <laughs> like anything to get those feelings out of you because you're taking them on all the time. And the last one is your sacral center. So most people have their sacral center defined or colored in, and that makes them a generator or manifesting generator. The rest of us, like 30% of the population have it open or white. So this is why we don't have the same energy as most people, right? Mm. Uh, we can't, we're not the bear on the forest floor. So we have to really pay attention to that. The cool thing about it is that when we're around people who have a defined sacral center, we can take in that energy and amplify it and feel it even more strongly. So we're able to get more work done in a short amount of time, right? We can be highly efficient. So it doesn't mean that you're not working as much. It, you're just doing it in a short amount of time. Mm. And then the rest of the time, you're going to want to let yourself rest. The challenge here for a lot of us is knowing when enough is enough and knowing when to stop and kind of rewriting those stories of I have to do, I have to work, I have to hustle because those aren't correct for people with an open sacral center. I am noticing that more and more and more. And I tell myself that like, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to mm -hmm. like do long hours and late nights and like you, it's just not necessary because you won't be at your best if you yeah. do that and yeah. undoing all of that. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> and it's hard too, because if you, if you try to explain it to most people, they're not going to get it because they're mm. not wired the same way. So that was the sacral. And then does it go all the way to root? Yeah. So you have the root and the spleen defined or colored in. Mm -hmm. So those are the two places where you have consistent energy and your, well, both of these, but especially your root is very, very defined. Um, so this means that you are a very grounded person, uh, that you, you have a steady stream of like stress and pressure and adrenaline running through you, but it doesn't necessarily become overly stressful or like overly, um, I was going to say adrenalized. Is that even a word? <laughs> like <laughs> adrenaline rush, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you just feel like a, a constant, consistent pressure within you to, to do things, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then the spleen, like we talked about, that's your intuition. Those and does that mean that I like more connected to my intuition? Yeah. So with your spleen, you, well, it's your authority. So yes, you want to trust that mm -hmm. you have connection to your intuition there. The spleen is also, it's like the, 
the most ancient awareness center. So it's where our fight or flight mode comes from. It's where our sense of safety comes from mm. and our health and well-being. So if somebody has an open spleen, they might be somebody who's overly fearful or has a very sensitive immune system, but they can also, the high expression of the open spleen would be being highly, highly intuitive, like psychic mm. almost, right? So if you have an open center, it could go either way, just depending on your conditioning. If you have a, a colored in or defined center, it's just you have consistent energy there. You can always trust it and rely on it. And can people's charts change over time or are they always the same because their birth date? Yeah, they're always the same. Um, as your chart's not going to change. It, your chart will be influenced by the people that you're around, right? So we were talking about you could take on the energy of people so that they can like activate certain like the energy centers within your chart. Mm. And then you'll see the little lines coming out of each center. People can trigger and activate those. Those are called gates. And those each have a different energy about them. So that's going to kind of shift. I mean, that's why like we're not always the exact same person, right? It's certain times like people pull things out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can happen as well. And then the the sun and the planets move through all of the different gates, which is part of the Chinese I Ching. But as that happens, that's going to activate certain gates within your chart, which means certain things are happening. So like, for example, if the sun is moving through gate six, that's going to activate gate six in your solar plexus. And that gate is all about like conflict and conflict resolution. So that could be a, a theme that's showing up in your life that week. Oh, so, so you, ha- so it's, it's, constantly being affected by the changing of the lunar calendar and yeah so it's kind of like astrology right they're like oh yeah so you'll see on your chart on the right and left side there's red and black numbers and the different symbols and those are the astrological symbols so those are being impacted by like whatever's happening in the sky at that time and of course that's going to impact your chart but your your chart itself is not really changing. It's just having like a different lens put over it in the moment. Gotcha. Okay. I see. Wow. Mm-hmm. And where did you learn all of this? <laughs> On the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, like the day I found it, I listened to like five podcasts and watched a bunch of YouTube videos. And then um, I ordered some books off of Amazon And right now I'm actually taking a human design certification program this year. That's like a year long program to dive even deeper. But I guess like I'm self-taught, I guess you would say just Mm -hmm. reading books and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and reading charts from people. Wow. That's, it's, that's so cool. So when you finish this program, what will that mean for you and your business? I mean, it's like human design is not a, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like a standardized field where you have to get certified. Like coaching. Um, Right. I think Mm -hmm. it's just going to mean like I have covered all of the bases of human design, right? Like I've been taught by somebody who actually has been within the Jovian Archive School and like has the formal training. And so I can trust that. And it's not like I'm just learning from who knows who on YouTube, right? <laughs> it's like legit. It legitimizes my business. And then I think I'll, of course, feel more confident doing readings for people. Right. So, I love that. Yes. There's one other piece um, that I really wanted to share with your listeners on manifestation using your chart. Please share. So if somebody's looking at their chart, there should be four arrows around 
the, the crown and the Ajna centers. So around your head. And you're going to want to look at the bottom right arrow. And that arrow can either be pointing to the right or the left. But that arrow has to do with how you manifest and how you create things and how you um, bring things into your life. So Katie's arrow points to the left, which means she is a specific manifester. So if you're wanting to manifest something, getting as specific as possible is going to be correct for you. So all of the details, all of the numbers, what it looks like, if it's a person, like how tall they are, how much money they make, like all of the nitty gritty is going to be correct for you. Mm. If somebody has this arrow pointing to the right, they're what we call a non-specific manifester. And for them, it's more about the feelings and the vibe and the desire of it. So how is this going to feel versus every little detail? Ooh, I love knowing that because I get that question all the time from my clients, Mm -hmm. like how specific am I supposed to go? And I never even thought that it would depend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to say like all of this human design stuff, it's meant to empower you and it's meant to feel good. So I always recommend experimenting with it, like play Mm. with it and see what works and what doesn't work for you. And if you try this and you don't like being a specific manifester and that doesn't feel good for you, then don't do it. Like it's okay. There's (laughs) no one's going to come get you for it. This is just kind of a guide of like, this is how you were designed, take it or leave it. Um, but it could be really helpful. So at least try it. Mm. Thank you, Ashley. This has been really freaking helpful. And now I'm like, okay, I think I need to get every single one of my clients on a call with Ashley so that they can (laughs) know their charts. So how can people work with you and how can people learn more about manifesting and human design through you? Yeah. So like you mentioned, I'm on Instagram at human design with Ashley and there are some links in my bio there. Um, If you go to my website, which is my name, ashleydevin.com, Uh, there are ways to get chart readings there. I also run some group programs occasionally. Um, I have a free workshop that you can watch. It's over an hour long that basically walks you through how to read your human design chart. So all of the information will be on Instagram or uh, my website. And then I also have a free Facebook group where I do workshops and things in there, which is human design with Ashley. So I'm all over. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Ashley. I really appreciate your time today and all of the knowledge that you shared about my chart and just human design in general. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. I know that your time and energy is so, so valuable. So I want to just say thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you took a screenshot of you listening to it and shared it to your Instagram. Tag me at womanifester and I will be happy to share it to my Instagram story as well. This helps us spread the word about manifestation, mindset training, and all of the good juju that comes out of this type of podcast. I also love connecting with podcast listeners. So tell me what your biggest takeaway is. Tell me what your aha moments were, and I will gladly share them on my story as well. Can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you next time. Bye.